Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Pearl Jam with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. We get a beer sludge warning to get to a little bit later. A beer sludge? Yes. Cans of beer with slime coming out of it. Yeah, it's called Coors Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I think What's that's new the, about that? I, I think that's know. the slime going into it. Oh, yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> hey, there's uh, there's tragic news to announce uh, this morning. We'll probably get to that a little bit later on today. Yeah. <sighs> Do you know what I'm getting at? The beer slime in the Coors Light. No. 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 This is... Listen, beer slime can happen any beer. Steve's right about that. Huge, huge news for this area. Maybe the saddest news I've heard in months. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Bernie's Dining Depot is closed. Son of a bitch. Damn it. The worst news I've ever heard in my life. Where am I going to get a Fred Flintstone-sized brontosaurus, you know, rib? The conductor's cut will become a thing of the past, and we'll probably talk about that sometime this morning. I thought you were talking about Skinnerd coming to town. No, that's a second tragedy that's uh, that's, uh, That's falling the local area. That's a continuous disappointment (laughs) that comes around the area. It's 535. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Hey, Spring... Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock. It's 551. And Pink Floyd with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Going to have highs again today into the low 80s with tons of sunshine. Enjoy it. Uh, pretty much that way for the rest of the week. A little bit cooler uh, over the weekend, but uh, yeah, pretty good. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aquapump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Uh, there Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Amber Heard recently sat down with NBC's Savannah Guthrie to discuss the verdict in the trial against Johnny Depp, and it's already produced an even better clip than anything we saw in court. At one point, Savannah asked Amber, quote, In his closing arguments, uh, Johnny's lawyer called your testimony the performance of a lifetime, and you said you were acting. What do you say to that? And Amber responded, uh, says the lawyer for the man who convinced the world he had scissors for fingers. I'm the performer. <laughs> yeah, nice so, try. So at least you're admitting you're not a good actress. <laughs> I think we already knew that. He had uh, scissors for fingers? Uh, ooh, fa with the Edward Scissors hands. How, How are, are you supposed, supposed to go to, go to the, the toilet? toilet? Of course, she's referencing Edward Scissor hands, the movie Johnny starred in more than 30 years ago. And yes, in that movie, Johnny played Edward, a fictional character with scissor hands. The clip is going viral online with people doubting that she actually said something that ridiculous, but she in fact did. Actually, she said a bunch of things that sounded like there's a brand new PR team trying to spin things her way. Remember she fired her old one? Yeah. Like before the the verdict? Well, now it sounds like there's there's somebody new in town who's controlling what she's saying and how. My guess is she went off script on this one. Probably. She brought off script on pretty much everything that she's done so far. The uh, full interview will air on a special edition of Dateline this Friday night, but previews have been airing this week on the Today Show because we just can't get enough of this this train wreck of a person. We like watching train wrecks in this country. That's for sure. Uh, let's see, uh, celebrities, uh, whether you love them or hate them, you have to admit many of them look good and really their career usually depends on it. But, uh, any, have any celebrities actually inspired you to work out? Not one. Nope. Never? Maybe, Not uh, once. so you can look a little more like them perhaps? Never. 
Well, uh, what about you? You're doing the Peloton thing now. Yeah, but I don't have any. Ce- they're asking about celebrities. Well, those are. I don't know. Those Peloton models or coaches, they're like celebrities in their own right, according to my friend. Who? Yeah. Kind of, uh, yeah, but they're talking about yeah. like uh, Chris Hemsworth nah. and The Rock and Henry nah. Cavill. And, nah. uh, th- those are the top three for men, by the way. Listen, people. I can't even get a doctor who's waving potential death in front of my face to motivate me to work out. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I, listen, I can't even. Uh, I can't even get motivated by that. Listen, uh, you could uh, die of some sort of uh, horrible heart heart uh, condition, but you know you could work out too. And you're like, no, I don't want to do that. I could fall off the exercise bike, break my neck, and then where would I be? It's kind of like mayhem. He falls off that exercise bike when he's pedaling there in the latest commercial there. I think. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or it could break, and next thing you know, I'm I'm riding that bike right through the front window of yeah, the house. Exactly. Well, anyway, uh, Chris Hemsworth, The Rock, and Henry Cavill are the top three people that, uh, you know, chicks go after. Yeah, Henry Cavill is Superman, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then for the women, uh, Kendall Jenner, Kim Kardashian, and Brie Larson. See, any Kardashian, their ass is way too big, right? I don't see Yeah, but that's, they... a, that's, a, that's, like, uh, that's a genetic thing. Is that yeah. a goal, though, for yeah. other women yeah, that... to have a, a, a giant ass? Yes, because butt implants are passed down from generation to generation as a genetic component of their makeup. Yeah. Tell me what you do with that big fat butt wiggle 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 wiggle, wiggle. just a little bit that's who like is po- that? such poetry who is that i believe it's uh uh who is that guy burt baccarat that's it yeah i think yes. that was the one who sang that written by walt whitman no less no kidding yeah can you imagine <laughs> that things you'll learn uh, 90s couple Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow sat down recently uh, together and told each other that they still love each other so Aww. much, but they aren't getting back together like Ben Affleck and J-Lo. In addition to professing their platonic love for each other, Brad also told Gwyneth that she and her father, Bruce Paltrow, sanded off his rough country edges back then and tickled his luxury gene. They talked about their failed engagement back in the day, with Brad noting that everything works out and Gwyneth adding that she finally found the Brad she was supposed to marry. Yeah, That's her husband, sweet. Brad Falchuk. Ah. Right. Uh, it worked out a bit better for her. Brad, of course, you know, just going through a divorce. Uh, and Brad and Gwyneth were together from 1994 to 1997 when they ended their engagement. I forgot all about that. I had no recollection of that whatsoever. Mm. That was tough on Gwyneth's father because Brad and Bruce had also bonded over the years. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Uh, the inter was the interview was for Goop. That's the stuff that she hawks. Yeah, sure it is. And they're hyping a Father's Day guide, which includes a two thousand two hundred fifty dollar button down cashmere shirt that Brad had a hand in creating. Yeah, that's what Dad wants. Yeah, sign me up for very expensive clothing that I'll wear once. Twenty two hundred bucks for a shirt. Go to go to Walmart and get the George collection. <laughs> See? Yeah. Yeah. Why why spend a, a fortune when you get a nice shirt for eight bucks? I love shopping at TJ Maxx and Marshalls. That's where I get all my stuff. I walked into one of them Vineyard Vine stores recently. You ever been to one of those? No. Yeah, what they're, is they're it? Price, oh, my God. They're real pricey. Yeah. It's like, I, I was looking, hey, I like this golf shirt. Pretty nice. $118. Nope. Crazy. Oh, there's right? people out there that will drop that in a, in a second. Will it improve your game? Nope. Are you sure? Yep. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> Yesterday you were talking about how it really wasn't, uh, you, you were more worried about the stocks than you were worried about the gas prices. <laughs> That's true. Doesn't mean I'm going to have a good golf game, though. Well, no. And, a, but and I mean, an expensive shirt isn't going to make a difference. I've found that out over the years. I've tried, believe me. But if you're so nonchalant about mm. pumping uh, $300 of gas into your tank, well, you got to have you gas. drop $118 on a shirt. you got to have gas to get around. You don't need a $118 shirt. Uh, right around. You're a single, do- a single guy yes. doing okay, yes. man about town. Yes. You should be. If anyone could afford a $118 shirt, yeah. it's you borrowing money from somebody else. $14.99 at TJ Maxx or Marshalls. You get last year's model. Nobody knows the difference. And you can go get a Live, Laugh, Love sign to join your uh, little uh, apartment that if, you got. If there. I were going to do that, yes, that's yeah. where I would get it. Uh, not a lot of people were watching Squid Game thinking, I wish this was real and this was happening to me. But for anyone who was thinking that, you can have your chance now without uh, killing. Well, then what's maybe. the point? Well, Netflix is creating a real-life Squid Game competition show that they're hyping as the biggest reality competition ever. Mm. Plus, Squid Game 2 is coming back. A no- new season of Squid Game, I know. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's called Squid Game The Challenge, and it'll have 456 players competing in a series of games for the chance to win $4.56 million. Without the death part, I assume. Well, uh, yeah, that's what I had said. That sucks I, the, all the fun out of it, right? That yeah, was the best part of the show watching guys get you know you know, blown up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see that happen to real people. Yes. Yeah. How far can we go with this reality TV? What the game? hell? And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. I aim. They're arguing like the guys in Grumpy Old Men. Morning, dickhead. Hello, moron. That's it for your 102 second sports. Coming up next, a Major League Baseball umpire injury caught Bax's eye. His views from the couch coming up on Rock 102. Hi, folks. And now, Bax's view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Woodfire Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, back in my youth, many, many years ago, my baseball career came to an abrupt end when I accidentally caught a baseball with my face. Oh, sure, I could go into all the disgusting details about how my Little League career was destroyed the very moment that a careening baseball made a high-speed, squishy impact with the meatiest part of my unsuspecting cow hole, but I will respare you people of the details of that blood-soaked emergency room visit, uh, including the resetting of my mangled, broken nose, which took the brunt of the violent impact. At least I was able to survive and regain my chiseled good looks. But not every baseball-related injury is the same. Sometimes getting plunked in the face doesn't go so great. Sometimes a guy will get messed up and leave everybody wondering, how the hell did that happen? Folks, let me refer you to the ninth inning of last night's game between the Dodgers and Angels when Angel slugger Mike Trout hit a broken bat single off former Red Sox reliever Keg Kimbrell. Now, the thing about a broken bat single is that both the baseball and the splintered shards of broken bat all have to land somewhere. In this case, the sharp chunks of wood were sent sailing about the infield, including some pieces which were sent behind Mike Trout as the bat exploded in his claw-like meat hooks. The result of which sent one piece of wood into the face mask of plate umpire Nate Tomlinson. Now, a face mask will protect you when a baseball is coming at you. It's not so effective when a splintered projectile is coming at your coconut instead. Tomlinson, as you can imagine, went down like a bag of wet slop and had to be removed from the game because even in the ninth inning in the rule book, 
is very specific about bleeding profusely on the field of play, even for an umpire calling balls and strikes. Now, the good news is Nate Tomlinson is going to be okay. More importantly, despite losing uh, to the Dodgers, Mike Trout was able to improve his batting average to a solid 294. And really, isn't that what matters? I would tend to think so. But hey, and if I'm I yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, you can talk to your butcher about grilling steaks. But if you want to talk grills, you need to talk to Jack at the East Lawn Meadow Rockies. Weber Grills, Big Green Eggs, the Traeger Wood Fire Grills, Jack and Grills. He knows his stuff. Good people, rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 and Aerosmith. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Stephen Tyler still in rehab, but should be out soon, hopefully. Uh, weather today, highs in the low 80s with lots of sunshine. Are you tracking all 28 days for him? Or, uh, yeah. Got I written think, down on a calendar? I think he's about halfway through right now. Uh, yesterday. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, yesterday I was uh, just uh, fiddling around on Facebook, and I saw this post that had been shared like a million times because people could simply could not believe it. Uh, you know, every now and then – a local institution just goes away. Uh, you know, the family decides they no longer want to operate this institution. Uh, the economics of operating this institution may not be there. But when I saw this uh, this this post, I just, I was like stunned. I couldn't believe it. Bernie's Dining Depot, an institution in Chicopee for many many years, has closed. It's not closing. Ah. It is closed. Yeah, there's no uh, make a reservation at the last minute to try to get one more meal in. Due to the uh, growing costs and the the economy, we can no longer be open. Thank you for all the years and friendship uh, we have made with many of you. We are very, very sad. Mm. This is one of those places where... uh, You know, it was on, I believe, Phantom Gourmet went through uh, Bernie's Dining Depot. Yeah. Uh, It's the kind of place you would expect... Uh, Guy Fieri to drive up to. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those places that's so fabulous, so amazing, that to think that it's not going to be there anymore, it doesn't even make any sense. It's no. like, how can how can this happen? But yet, this is not an unusual situation for a lot of restaurants who are struggling to afford the kind of food that you expect every time you walk into a Bernie's Dining Depot. Yeah, Bax was quoting, by the way, from the sign, the handwritten sign that was on the front door. Yeah, uh, yes, but they they also posted it on uh, on Facebook, Mm -hmm. too. I mean, it wasn't like I was at the front door yesterday, although... I certainly could Although, have used the conductor's cut of uh, prime rib. That's that for damn sure. That would have been a kick in the ass. You big, you plan a big meal. You didn't see this on Facebook. You drive all the way over to Chicopee. The doors are locked. No one's in the parking lot. And you see that sign on the door, and you're like, what? Dave, so, you're uh, relatively new in town. Have you yeah. had a chance to go to the Bernie's Dining Depot? No, and I'm not going to, obviously, now. Well, not now. They had uh, their... Their signature dish was the prime rib. Mm-hmm. Now you've probably had prime rib at like your uh, your your golf scramble tournaments where it's like a you mm-hmm. know like a half inch thick yeah. piece of meat, sawdust. Yeah, and yeah, it's got this mealy feeling about it. Mm-hmm. The uh, the prime rib. If you can try to imagine this, uh, the prime rib at Bernie's Dining Depot. This is no exaggeration. This is absolutely what it was all about. If you ordered the conductor's cut. It was like a five-pound roast put on a plate 
with real arjou. There's no way, I don't know of anybody that has sat down and finished that thing off in a single sitting. That's always a two meal type of meal yeah. where you can, you're taking something home with you. In fact, all the portions of that place were enormous. And for a good deal of time, they weren't able to provide uh, any of the prime rib because of the uh, exorbitant cost of meat. And now, uh, now it has been shuttered. You know, I got a promotion. Just like parts of my soul. Yes. I got a promotion in mind for them. What about if we have a weekend at Bernie's? You know? Oh, we can hold up, up a piece of dead prime rib like it's uh, like it's water skiing and all that set stuff. Set up the parking lot. Yeah. You know, get a special zoning permit yeah. or something like that. And, you know, somebody could, like, cook up the prime rib right there in the parking lot. We could have the, you know, the Bernie's, uh, you know... Effigy right there. You know, I uh, I understand what you're getting at, mm-hmm. and I I respect the fact that you're trying to uh, mm-hmm. to you know, to breathe life into unanimated flesh, mm-hmm. much like Jonathan Silverman and what's his name Andrew <laughs> McCarthy. Uh, Andrew Andrew McCarthy. He, Thank you. He's available, by the way, for this promotion for a fifty dollar talent fee. <laughs> well, well, more important, how about that guy Terry who played the dead body? Right. Yeah. I well, mean, that was brilliant acting. acting. He's yeah. available for a forty nine dollar talent <laughs> he's, yeah, fee. Yeah, he's actually <laughs> more accessible. But uh, yeah, man, this is this is. This is heartbreaking news. It, it is, and uh, you know, I've I only I had only eaten there maybe three times uh, in the time I've lived around this area, which is now thirty years, mm-hmm. and um, it's it, it's sad because th- that was like, oh, at least I know a place to go that has giant roast beef. Yeah, I would take my uh, my children mm-hmm. to uh, to Bernie's. You know, back when. Uh, I was a sad, uh, newly divorced guy with uh, with nothing really going on in my life. Yeah, and uh, I would take them to Bernie's mostly to uh, swallow my own aggression yeah, right. and sadness. But uh, but they loved it. And uh, can you blame them? What kid doesn't like chicken fingers the size of a shoe? See, I picture you like uh, John Goodman at uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, where all the kids are sitting around and nobody's got anything to eat, but you're eating the giant conductor cut. And uh, your kids are like, can we have a piece? And as a hand goes to her, you stab their hand with a fork, and you're like, I'm not done yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's like you've got uh, eyes yeah. in the window yeah, of my life. I know, yeah. I actually never ordered the conductor's cut. I did once. Did you really? Yeah. It was uh, the last time I was there was about five years ago uh, with my late wife. We had gone there for a Thanksgiving or a, a Valentine's Day dinner and we went it was like a couple of days before valentine's day right and it was snowing it was like a really kind of a nasty night out so there the good thing is there wasn't a lot of people inside bernie's which is highly was was highly unusual always a line out the door yeah because you always wanted to sit in the car nobody wanted really wanted to sit in the diner part because the the train car was the place to be and uh so we sat in there and uh, there was maybe three other tables and I could hear everything going on at the everything going on at the next table because it's a it's an enclosed space, so that you can hear pretty much anything going on anywhere. Right. There was a guy who was with his. Uh, I put this together. It was a son, uh, and the guy was meeting the son's new girlfriend. And uh, we sat there and listened to this guy's conversation about how him and his son are basically roommates. And he's telling this young lady that he's meeting for the first time, 
Yeah, if you ever come home and you see a sock on my door, uh, you walk the other way. <laughs> I'm like, why are you telling this to your son's girlfriend? Are you trying to be Mr. Cool Dad? Yeah, he's 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 giving you a warning. But uh, he he blew so much hot air out of his mouth uh, that it was just long enough for me to finish uh, half of the conductor's cut. You finished half? I finished half of it. Dude, that's pretty good. It was like 20-something ounces, because the whole thing is like 44 ounces. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that John Candy thing with the big 96er. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it was an enormous piece of meat, but uh, I mean you're right. Dining in the uh, in the uh, the train car yeah. was always cool, even though I admittedly it was not always the most comfortable place to sit. But you yeah. didn't care because you're in the you're in the car. Yeah, you're in the car. Yeah, because you're sitting so low to the table. I think that's what it was. The the seats were very soft and comfortable, but you sat so low, like you're like my uh, it was above my breastuses my, when I uh, sat down. My wife, Jenny, was the first person to take me to Bernie's. Mm-hmm. I had heard of it, but I had never gone there, and I don't know why. It just, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, a guy it, like you, uh, all the time you've lived here, that was the first time you went to that place? Can you believe it? I know. But then I, but then it's like, you know, she said, have you ever been to Bernie's Dining Depot? I'm like, no, I've never been to Bernie's. She said, you've never been to Bernie's? I'm like, no. You said, you've been here for 20 years, you've never been to Bernie's? I'm like, no. Yeah. I go to Bernie's, and I'm like, it was like everything that you love about overeating and indulgence was right there. Uh, all right, I'm going to offer some criticism here because now they're closed, so it doesn't really matter. The only thing really good about the place was the prime rib. Desserts the, were good. The sides were like, you know, it was like canned green beans, and like Ugh. you could tell they were, like, you know, it wasn't like the best quality sides. I think I had an au gratin potato, which was more like uh, something out of a a Betty Crocker box, but it was the main dish of the prime rib that was the thing that and it was outstanding. It. Yeah, see that, but that's the thing. It's like if you're if you're focused on like the most expensive thing you can buy is your signature dish. In this right. case, a prime rib. Well, you don't have the kind of money to be you know investing into like uh, corn or green beans or something like that. Yeah, it just came with the meal. And it, like honestly, I I actually posted a picture once. I got the uh, the regular cut. Now, the regular cut, uh, Dave, was still enormous. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake. Uh, it was enormous. And I had, took a picture of it, and uh, I had, took a picture of it, on, and I put it online, and then you had, like, you know, like the bread and the, uh, a thing of green beans. And I, my, my caption was, how the hell am I going to eat all those green beans? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, like, because you got 50,000 pounds of meat in front of you, and uh, I, mean, I had meat sweats at that place. I actually ate so much meat, I started to... Uh, sweat tallow. That's tallow. Really, yeah, you could that's make really candles out of that. Maybe and I could have extra money. You could have yeah. you scraped it off of me yeah. and uh, and Yankee Candle could have mm-hmm, uh, right? made a scent. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure anyone would have bought it, but don't be so sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, a very sad loss for yeah. not only Chicopee but for the entire area. This is a uh, a very well known famous eatery that uh, sadly is no longer part of our. Of our family. When's uh, Peter Pignelli going to step in and uh, take over that one? I don't know. You know, we'll take a, uh, that. That would be a one that you, you'd revive. That's the uh, you know that's the one that people uh, signify with. Maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to spend the man's money, but I mean, he can't save everything. Oh, I'll spend his money. It's, it's six twenty-four with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two. It's 626 with back Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Big uh, reminder, we have Thunderbird hockey tickets for tonight's game, Game 7 against the Laval Rocket. 
We'll tell you more details about that later on this morning. Yeah, we've got to come up with a special way to give those away, I think, other than just caller number blah, blah. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a big game. Sure. I, I, think we, you know, I think we can come up with like something special for that. Just saying. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking. I don't, I don't I'm thinking. Any, I don't have any ideas in my head at the moment. I got one or two swirling around. Not ready to divulge them yet. All we'll right. Talk you're about st- it off the air. You're still uh, still figuring that yeah, all out? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's see. Today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for Today I Learned <clears throat> with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Just gets more mellow every day. Yeah. Every day. At least you can understand what you're saying. Is it the edibles? What are you talking about? You can understand <laughs> what I was saying before. <laughs> oh, it must be the edibles. I, uh took like 500 milligrams before I came in this morning. Perfect. Nice. Hey, uh, today I learned that as a child, David Byrne, you know David Byrne. Talking heads. uh, Was once mistaken for Norman Bates, which eventually inspired Byrne when creating the song Psycho Killer. Mm Mm-hmm. Great tune, by the way. He he does look like Anthony uh, Perkins a little bit. There's some similarities. Norman Bates? Uh, Wait a minute, what? Norm, yes, Norman, Norman Bates. Bates. Yes. Norman yes. Bates. The character, yeah, the, the character, and, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the actor, yes. uh, Anthony Perkins. Yes, the, the yeah, but thing. specifically the psycho. Yeah, can you yeah. imagine being uh, uh, known as the uh, <clears throat> the lookalike to the psycho killer? Well, I mean, he he was just an actor. I mean, he could have looked like Ed Gein or uh, uh, John Wayne Gacy. Now, those would have been uh, that would have been an interesting look. Jeffrey Dahmer. Hey, Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't a bad-looking man. Yeah, or or who's the other guy? Ted Bundy. Ted he was Bundy, really handsome guy. Yeah, it's so, when you're looking like guys like Richard Speck, who are just you know frightening to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, that's then at that point you say Ooh, that's not really a compliment. Or he could have looked like that the guy that terrorized Atlanta. What was it? Wayne Williams? Is that his name? Yeah, there's another guy. Yeah, uh, Byrne explained one time at New Orleans Jazz Fest when I was younger, I was in line getting some gumbo or something like that, and a young man came up to me and said. I know you. I know who you are. You're Norman Bates. And I thought, mm-hmm. not only does he think I'm a fictional character, but it's a psycho killer. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not much more I could say about that. That later inspired him to write that too. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. I did not know any of this. And you're a music guy, too. No kidding. How about that? Now, uh, when you get him on your uh, fun bag uh, podcast, you can ask him that. Not for lack of trying. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and that is Today I Learned. Back Stephen Derb on Rock 102. Coming up next in the news, Governor Charlie Baker rubbing elbows with Mayor Sarno a couple times yesterday. Straight ahead on Rock 102. Yankee Home is having its biggest sales. 632. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Tony Ravoso told you about it yesterday right here on this show. The new palliative care facility announced yesterday officially and planned for the fifth floor of the Mercy Medical Center in honor of the late restaurateur Andy Yee. Sarah Yee was flanked at yesterday's announcement by Mayor Dom Sarno and Governor Charlie Baker, along with some hospital officials and others. By the way, private Donations to defray the cost of the project will be accepted at give.mercycares.com. Governor Baker on hand in Western Mass for another reason yesterday afternoon. He was with Dom Sarno again for the Future Opportunities for Resiliency Workforce and Revitalized Downtowns, otherwise known as Forward 
The legislation is the governor's economic development bill. And Governor Baker saying that every community in the Bay State will receive resources as part of the proposal. And he's proposing spending it as soon as possible so it doesn't run out. Well, good. We could we could use, uh, you know, listen, you, you could never have enough economic development in a in a, in a town. Well, right. I mean, you lost Bernie's. We were talking about Bernie's Dining Depot in Chicopee, you know, uh, with inflation and supply chain issues persisting. Maybe some of this money could have saved a place like Bernie's. The governor said this funding will provide much needed relief to residents and businesses. The forward legislation. I don't know if it would have gone to uh, to a place like Bernie's. Maybe not. I'm not sure that like restaurants are really going to profit. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is this uh, like about infrastructure or you know uh, you know employment you know incentives or you know I don't know what this is uh, all about. I think it's written in a way that it can be used generally for economic development. Or it's okay to say I don't know the answer. <laughs> that too, we could do that. Do you too, guys right? know? Do you do you have any no, idea? That's why yeah, no, that's why. No, I, I, you know, I, I had the chance to go to, uh, to the, uh, to the Andy Yee thing yesterday. I didn't. Mm. I, I want. I'm not being able to go, but, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it. Listen, anytime the governor comes to town, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. Anytime he comes to town and he's got money to spend, it's an even better thing. But uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 I was not there to to pick any brains yesterday. Although, I probably wouldn't have minded a large pretzel at the fort. Nice. Well, if you're going to use this forward money to help with supply chain issues, it very well could have helped Bernie's Dining Depot because that's one of the reasons they quoted on the sign on the front door to announce their closing after 42 years of business. Bernie's, the city landmark known for its huge portions of prime rib. And its distinctive railroad car dining room has closed, unfortunately. Meantime, in Worcester, a mansion built by Smith & Wesson co-founder Daniel Wesson is now home to a new Puerto Rican restaurant. So while one goes out of business, another one springs up. Nuestra Kitchen had its grand opening yesterday in the Worcester area. Big trash problem going on in East Longmeadow? Yeah. Apparently some... Residents of East Longmeadow reaching out to Western Mass News telling how they're frustrated about how their trash has sat at the end of their driveways for about a week or so. Neighbors telling Western Mass News that their trash was supposed to be picked up last Thursday, but never was. Hmm. And they've been posting about it in Facebook and other community forums. Residents on other streets in East Longmeadow are experiencing the same thing. You know, uh, having been a resident of East Longmeadow for many years, I got to tell you, uh, I don't like the way that town, this town, handles their trash on a good day. Never mind on a week when they're not, where they're refusing to pick it up. First of all, you know, they used to have those big, large buckets, mm-hmm. the big ones like you know we have uh, when we, when you privately contract uh, in like a town like Hamden. Yeah. Uh, but you know now they have reduced them to what is about the size of a uh of like a jelly jar i mean i don't you know how you fit any trash in these little t- small you know buckets it's mm. like you're two bags and it's full yeah like small kitchen bags or something you'd grab from your bathroom uh and then they also have the town bags which you pay ten dollars you get a bunch of uh, a bunch of bags and anything that doesn't fit in the bucket you put in the bag well either way you're still getting rid of this stuff it's all going to the same place mm-hmm. i don't know what they're looking to to save. I mean, I think what they're trying to do is force people into recycling, the biggest scam known to man, and yeah. into uh, composting, which is the second biggest scam 
there is. So I don't like what they've done to the uh, to this uh, to this town of ours. Apparently, East Long Meadow is changing trash companies, according to a rumor that Western Mass News was not able to confirm. And Western Mass News said they did reach out to the office of the town manager in East Long Meadow and the town's health director to confirm those details, but they've heard nothing back as of yet. Imagine that. So oh. it causes a problem because the trash sitting out there for days and days and days attracts animals. And then, you know, you're going to have another issue on your hands. Oh, I got this, uh, I got this uh, raccoon problem uh-huh. going on. This thing is nasty. Mm-hmm. It's just looking for This fo- thing don't yeah. give a F. You know, you just uh, lay food out for him. Probably soften yeah. up his uh, bad attitude. No, I, I actually caught this thing on uh, on the camera last week. You know, like two in the morning, peeking or peeking his little raccoon head around my uh, my porch. Yeah, there's no food out there. But you know what he did? He opened the garage door. How do you open the garage door? Because I didn't latch it. I didn't like uh, snap it closed. I just closed it. I and see. it's one of them like easily spring load. You know, like you can easily push it up, and it'll it'll start popping so up. So it does not. It doesn't have like the automatic door opener. No. So I have. Uh, I had a couple of bags of trash in the garage because uh, I don't have my truck right now, and I'm trying to. I, I don't really have a, a method to transport it to the transfer station, or I- illegally here in the Rock One mm-hmm. Park. Yeah, lot. right. Uh, but uh, I don't. I don't have the the method to uh, to get it here. And the damn thing uh, went in the garage and destroyed all the bags of trash. It took me like an hour to clean the whole thing up the mm-hmm. other day. And it smells because it's been sitting there for a few days. Mm-hmm. So it ain't good. No, they're very it- smart little industrial, uh, industrious animals. Trash pandas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're just looking for food. I have uh, in Vermont, we have friends of ours that actually leave all their uh, leftovers mm-hmm. for the raccoons. So the raccoons come out no. there and Mm-mm. and uh, no. they really? finish. No. Yes, they do. They do. They do this all the time, and they're friendly with the uh, the raccoons. The raccoons uh, realize, hey, you know what? These humans ain't so bad in this house because mm-hmm. they're leaving them like uh, like leftover lasagnas and stuff. Not a good idea. Lasagnas. Yeah, it's a great idea. They, they, every night after dinner, mm-hmm. the the raccoons are sitting there waiting to be fed, and uh, mm-hmm. they, they go out there. They feed the raccoon. Of course, yeah. they also feed the bear and the sure. moose, the foxes, and sure. some of the other vermin that's out there. Uh, d- d- a second reference to the great outdoors with John Candy, where the raccoons were eating the trash, and uh, mm-hmm. they're talking to each other in raccoon talk. Yeah. And they say, hey, do you know what uh, hot dogs are made out of? And uh, the other one goes, yeah, lips and a-holes. Like... <laughs> As if raccoons were even caring what was in a hot dog. They don't really care. No, hum- they don't. We, we humans don't care what's in a hot dog. You're right. And we know. Just saying. We can read the packaging. Hey, Dom Sarno was also busy yesterday as the water level at Watershops Pond begins to return to normal following the dam restoration project. They had the restocking of the pond beginning yesterday. And I don't know why you have to refer to it as a, as a dam project. I mean, it's just a, just a project. I mean, you, you didn't really just so angry about it. All right, it. let me rephrase that. The restoration project began yesterday, and Mayor Sarno was on hand with other city officials and a couple of officials from Hickling's Fish Farm in Edmiston, New York, were there. So they had to apparently use some fishery experts from central New York to come in and help. I never res- heard of never res- heard of that town. Edmiston? No. Really? Yeah. Part of central New York in the Syracuse area. Where, like whereabouts well, is it? Um, 
Edmiston, I believe, would be <laughs> north of Syracuse. So like up in the Adirondacks? No, or? no, not that far. Yeah. No. In any case, Hickling's Fish Farm provided the fish for the restocking of Watershop's Pond, so they were on hand as well. The restocking project will be slowly completed over the next few months. What are we putting in there? We're putting in uh, trout, perch, pike, walleye. I think some dolphin actually are going in. I think a couple of whales, actually, as soon as the water level gets high enough. Really? Yeah. Maybe some African cichlids. How about some bullheads? Let's get some bullheads in there. Okay. What about a guppy? Yeah. Or a blobfish? Sure. It'd be good for tourism. (laughs) What about a suckermouth catfish? Mm -hmm. That would be cool. Yeah. I like that one. By the way, a suckermouth catfish is kind of like the African cichlid that I mentioned. I found this out yesterday from my veterinarian friend who had African cichlids at the veterinary practice one time. Okay. And these are kind of like betta fish. You can't keep them together or they fight and eat each other. Mm. You heard about that? Betta fish? Can't put them together. Interesting. In the same tank. And they're also known as mouth brooders. And I learned this yesterday because I'm looking up stuff about African cichlids. Mouth brooders are fish that keep their young in their mouth through the incubation period until the young are ready. Isn't that illegal? Aren't there laws? (laughs) Hey, I don't know about under the sea. Maybe here above above, uh, the... uh, It's like the oceans and waterways of this world are a lawless society. Mm -hmm. You know, flaunting society's conventions, not paying attention to the rules. There's no authority figure governing whatever is going on down there. Right? It's crazy. I know. It's it's like Thunderdome. No (laughs) rules. You're right. And as long as we're talking about fish in West Springfield, a larger-than-life mural of a marine ecosystem was unveiled yesterday at the Alice Corson Pool and Playground on Main Street in West Springfield. The mural by artist John Matlock spans the entire wall of the pool storage facility. You got whales, you got tropical fish, you got sea turtles, coral, even dinosaur bones on display on the mural. It's the eighth one that he has painted for the town of West Springfield. His work can also be seen at Yankee Candle Village in South Deerfield. What about uh, green alligators? What about long-necked geese? Some humpty back camels? Some chimpanzees? Some cats and rats and elephants? Sure as you were born. born. What about the unicorn? They forgot that, didn't they? That's a different mural. It's a different one? If you're wondering what that song was, we'll use it in Now Hear This next hour on Rock 102. Uh, We don't don't really have to. (laughs) (laughs) But the Mass Hat is coming up next. Stay tuned. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 651. And Jimi Hendrix of Back, Steve and Dave in Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 82. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 77. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Springfield Thunderbirds are taking on the Laval Rocket tonight for Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. If they win tonight, they're going into... The Calder Cup Finals against uh, either Chicago or Stockton. Yes. Anyway, those that uh, those tickets will be given away later on this morning. A four pack of Thunderbird tickets for tonight's game. So one way or another, you need to be able to go tonight and pick up the the, the tickets before the end of business today. So just keep that in mind. It's going to be exciting. We've got uh, six fifty one right now. Back, Stephen Dave on Rock one hundred two. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. A couple different nominees today. First of all, the folks from the Coors Brewing Company. Apparently, a bunch of Coors Light and Keystone Light from a plant in Ohio 
got pulled from the shelves because people were getting cans of slime instead. So there's a, some viral video going around on TikTok of people opening these cans of Coors Light and Keystone Light and slime oozing out of the cans. Wouldn't that be a step up for Keystone Light? Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> well, I, I guess. Maybe you get a little extra protein in there, maybe? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think anyone who's buying the Keystone is all that interested in a high-quality beverage. Nobody's sure what it is. It looks way more syrupy than actual beer. Miller Coors claims there's no health risk. They say that all the slimy beer in question came from the same bottling plant in Trenton, Ohio, which is near Cincinnati, which is where my son and his new bride live. Only stores around that area are affected, but anyone who gets a bad batch of slimy, sludgy beer can return it for a full refund. Well, that's uh, well, that's good at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at the like pictures of it now. I mean, it looks uh, gross, but yep. you know, I mean, again, you're getting yourself a 12 pack of Keystone. Do you really care what's going into your body? Well, it's kind of like a food product along with your beverage too, I guess. If it's thick enough, right? I guess it, it looks more like uh, like you're pouring like shampoo. I was gonna say it looks like you're pouring <laughs> shampoo out of a bottle, but it's actually a little more. A little bit more sticky More like, than more that. like uh, caro syrup looking mm. uh, yes. type of thing. Exactly. Or molasses. Except yeah. it's cl- clear. Yeah, and probably doesn't taste very good. Although maybe some people have tried it. I don't know. Mm. Anyone tried any slimy beer? Give us a call. So, yeah, it's called Coors Light. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> second nominees for the Mass Hat today, a bunch of animal rights activists in New York City. Did you guys hear about this? No. They argued that elephants are human. According to the New York State Court of Appeals, which had to handle the case earlier this week, the Non-Human Rights Project challenged the Bronx Zoo's confinement of Happy, a 41-year-old elephant. They argued, the animal rights activists said, whoa, Happy should be able to sue against improper detention. In the zoo. He's being held against his will. How's he going to hold the pen to sign his name to court documents? Oh, I don't know. I've seen elephants do that. Trunks. They can use the trunks. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. I, I don't know if they are they can be taught cursive or, you know, whatever. But um, New York's top court had to actually handle this case. There was no way around it? They couldn't uh, throw it out for being uh, frivolous? No. And here's the kicker of the whole thing. Chief Judge Janet DeFiori presided over a majority five to two decision. Cody's two people. Right. <laughs> Who is voting for human rights for an elephant? According to the judge, quote, no one disputes the impressive capabilities of elephants, but we can't pass this through. Well, I mean, they're great at certain circus tricks, but yes. I've seen some elephants get very, very, very upset. Yeah, maybe even more talented than some humans. But elephants aren't humans. Come on, man. These animal rights activists. Well, overboard. they're just trying to protect the uh, the rights of the animal. Yeah. Yes, uh, but they're claiming that the animal is human. Next thing you know, uh, elephants will be looking for the right to vote, uh, the right to buy a gun on a five-day waiting period. Sure. Uh, they'll be looking for freedom of speech. Well, what's the difference of somebody treating their dog like a child? Yeah, there's lots of people that do that. Well, that's different. It's a, you know, a, a dog is as close to a human as you're going to get. Exactly. Well, n- close to a human? Yeah, well. Other than Listen, like- if I could lick my own nuts, I'd be staying at home all day long. But I can't do that. There's nothing close to human about that. 
humans are tolerated by, yeah. by many of us. I am amazed by Wally. Like, Wally, how do you do that? How do you stretch the neck all the way down there? It's all physiology. I don't yeah. know how that happens. It's a longer tongue as well. Yeah, I guess well, there's so. that too. And, and you know, Wally's got some other oh, other he's, things he's, uh, to he's make it easier extre- to reach. Yes, he's got some extremities. 656 with back Stephen Dave. That's the Mass Hat. Coming up next in the 102-second sports, a new Guinness World Record involving boxes of cereal. Stay tuned. It's coming up on Rock 102. The following takes place between 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. It is 7 o'clock on Rock 102. We'll have highs in the low 80s today with lots of sunshine. The weather brought to you by... The Black Crows. They're live at Tanglewood on June 29th. Right now, buy one ticket, get the second free on select tickets. You can get your tickets at tanglewood.org. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Playoff hockey tonight at the Mass Mutual Center. Game 7 between your Springfield Thunderbirds and them their Laval Rocket. And we have tickets to give away to that game a little bit later on. Stick with us. Meanwhile, game one of the Stanley Cup finals tonight with Tampa Bay at Colorado against the Lanch. Bruce Cassidy, recently fired by the Boston Bruins, has landed already as head coach of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Good for him. We wish him well, except not against the Bruins. In basketball, game six of the NBA finals back at the Garden Tomorrow night, brought to you by Berkshire Heating and Air Conditioning on our sister station, Laser 98.5. If the Celtics win, they force a Game 7 back in the Bay Area. Baseball, Red Sox over Oakland, 6-1. Yankees beat Tampa Bay, 2-zip, and the Mets shut out the Brewers 4-0. Also, St. Louis just missed out on a no-hitter last night. They did beat the Pirates 3-1, and Cardinals right-hander Miles Michaelis fell one strike Short of the no-no, Cal Mitchell doubling with two outs in the ninth. Elsewhere in baseball, the Valley Blue Sox lost to Bristol 5-2. They're on the road until a Friday night game back at the MAC against Keene. Guinness, Melody Thusen, a fourth-grade teacher in Oregon, has officially broken the world record for the most cereal boxes toppled over in a domino fashion by knocking down 6,000 877 boxes. All the food was donated to a local food bank, and it doesn't say what brands of cereal were used. In the NFL, Cleveland trying to trade quarterback Baker Mayfield to Carolina. Tuesday's trash day. Just pull the dumpsters out the night before. They're trying to make way for their new quarterback, Deshaun Watson. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when a guy is accused of being a low-life scumbag by one or two people, but I suppose it's possible that the person that is accused of being a low-life scumbag could simply be misunderstood. But when 24 fully licensed massage therapists are accusing you of multiple counts of sexual assault and lewd behavior, it's usually because you really are a low-life scumbag. Sure, Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson technically has the legal protection of being innocent until proven guilty, but when 24 women have brought civil lawsuits against you, two of which were filed just within the last two weeks, it probably isn't just some unfair legal pig pile against you. It's more likely that the accusations are quite possibly true. And yet, with a fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million contract to protect you, it only makes you sense that Deshaun Watson could vehemently insist upon his innocence again. Yesterday, Deshaun Watson spoke publicly about his legal problems with the press insisting 
that he is not only innocent of these ever-growing charges against him for obnoxiously uh, inappropriate behavior, but that he regrets nothing that he's done so far. His only regret, however, is that how this story has negatively impacted the people around him, including, quote, my family, this organization, my teammates in the locker room, and the fan base of the Cleveland Browns. Yes, they have all suffered tremendously, and I'm sure that the Cleveland Browns had absolutely no idea what they were getting into when they ignored all those internet reports about your sexually aggressive behavior and all those civil lawsuits that were stacking up at the time. How could they possibly know? Listen, I understand the guy is going to defend himself no matter what, but there are still at least 24 women who have something to say about it in court. Remember, at one point, Bill Cosby was innocent until proven guilty, too. And look what they got. Look what that got him. Nobody wanted to believe in America's dad was a sleazy pig. And yet, look what happened. And yet, Deshaun Watson feels bad for the Cleveland Browns because clearly they're the real victims here. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Really want to say happy Father's Day? Say it with power tools. Go to Rocky's. Tons of great power tool deals all in the sales flyer right now, which you'll find in the store, on the app, or at rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven and ZZ Top with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Yeah, we got uh, good weather today. Highs in the low 80s with lots of sunshine again. Uh, Thunderbird hockey tickets coming up later on this morning. They're going to be uh, playing Game 7 tonight against Laval, uh, the winner of which goes to the Calder Cup Finals. So it's a big game tonight at the Mass Mutual Center. Keep listening for your chance to win. Uh, I got uh, you. You heard my rant a couple of weeks ago about the group text message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I was I was being held hostage yesterday inside another one. Yeah, I got one of those going on right now too. It's like this is this is uh, this is from my kids' softball team. Now, I, listen, I'm not putting anybody down. There's parents out there that put in a lot of effort to this stuff, and I'm not I'm not I'm not criticizing that. I'm criticizing the people who respond to these things. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, we're, we're having like a little gathering for the kids, mm-hmm. you know, for the uh, the end of the year. Uh, you know, the kids played their hearts out. We talked about the game yesterday a little bit. Sure. And uh, they, they want to have like, you know, they're doing like pizza and stuff. So then, uh, you know, one of the moms, she, she says, hey, we're going to do this pizza party. This is what time it is. This is what you can bring. And, you know, all this other stuff. So then uh, she asks everybody to reply with how many people they're coming with. So now you got, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's, like a, it's like a dozen people on this thing, right? right. So you got a, like a dozen responses of who's, uh, who's responding. And then after all those responses, the person who wrote the message is doing that iPhone like the message thing. Oh, boy. So not only do I have the responses of who's going and how many people are going, it's repeated by this person liked this message. This person liked this message, and the phone is just blowing right. up. So now you have thirty-six different notifications. Yeah, and now as much as uh, respect as I have for the uh, the military in this country, and all the things that they have been through, no one has seen the likes of a group text message <laughs> <laughs> being held hostage. It's like a like a prisoner of war because yeah. you can't get out of it because you need to find pertinent information at some point. And that's the most annoying thing is you got to scroll back sometimes and see where that important message was that was left in the message. Well, I, think least- you, I think if you took uh, if you took a uh, like a survey of people and said what would be worse 
to be uh, waterboarded or uh, sleep deprivation mm-hmm. or uh, you know in a in like a like a silence room where you're not supposed yeah. to last more than forty five seconds mm-hmm. or be involved in a group text of more than twelve people. Yeah, I'm in one now with high school guys. And I didn't really care for these guys to begin with. And now they're all talking about, you know, stuff. And then, like, they're uh, telling really bad jokes. And by the way, jokes are bad enough in person sometimes. But when you're telling them or trying to tell them in text form, doesn't work. Yeah, and I agree. What I also uh, don't like about uh, about these things is the only person that knows everybody in this group text Mm-hmm. Is are the people that have put all of those phone numbers in their contacts? Yeah. So it's not it's not well, just a random <laughs> right. That's the other thing. It's like you're responding to a phone number that you don't know who this is. Right. Yeah. Yes. And and that's the thing. There's all these numbers. I don't know all of the people. I only have like maybe four or five names in there that I know or verify. Yeah. But those it, are the people that aren't responding that much. No. It's usually the people that you don't know that are. Yeah. That are just showing up as a number that and can't it, shut up in a in a group text. And it, like, because and that's and that's the thing when the, when the message pops up, I'm like, oh, who's got a New Jersey area code? Like, you know that that's the kind of thing like, like uh, that that makes me wonder about the text message. Like, who are these people? I didn't know they were from New Jersey. You know, it would be. We kind should of, have we should have a whole conversation over text about this. You know what? Uh, you know what would be kind of like a nice function on an iPhone or a Android mm-hmm. is if you had to send a text to a bunch of people, mm-hmm. you had the option of either sending it as a group or individually. Yes. So rather than it be like one group text, one text would then go to in like to twelve individuals, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't be bothered with that with. With this, you know, with interrupting twelve different people all right. day long, mm-hmm. it's like the BCC line of the uh, text message. Yes, yeah. the blind. Yeah, yeah. Yes, like the, right? yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you get out of it? By the way, how do you get out of that group text? You can leave a conversation. I believe in a group text. But you that, can, but, but, but now, then, but then there will be important information that you will actually miss by leaving. I can't get out of this thing. I can't. I didn't even respond yet. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to. Maybe I should respond right now. Maybe I should do that right now. How many people are coming? How many people are you bringing? It's just me and my daughter. That's it. Just two. Just two. That's okay. it. Who's All bringing right. the most? Uh, or how most many? Pe- most, how many? Most people are bringing four. Okay. Yeah. But there is this one person named four one three five 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 six seven nine two. Yeah. Who is bringing ten? I hate her. By the way. What? That one that just, yeah. <laughs> the one yeah. you just mentioned. The one that I just mentioned. By name. Oh, you, you don't know her name. Exactly. Yeah. I don't need to know her name. I know she's bringing 10 people, and I don't like that kind of insinuation. I just, uh, I, I'm, I don't understand why people feel the need to do that, to respond to every little thing on they don't, the message. Because it's, they, they, they're they seeing this as being less time-consuming than 12 different messages as opposed to just the one where it just blasts out to everybody. This is why that option would make all the sense in the world. Yeah, it would. But yeah. uh, right now, this is this is our dilemma. This is my dilemma. And I'm sitting there going, when is this insanity going to end? Right. When is somebody going to stop responding to this? When is somebody going to stop liking these messages? Stop doing that. Yeah, this one I mentioned for me has been going on for months and months. What and group like, is this for? Just high, high school guys. High school and buddies. Just, and just... 
you know, it just won't stop. And then they stop for maybe a week, and then all of a sudden, blip, 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 it starts up again. I'm like, damn. You know, the only one that I'm regularly in is between me and my kids. If I've got to tell them all something, mm-hmm. you know, that they all need to know at right. once, uh, and then it's, you know, it's me and three pe- other people. Or like the three of us have, yeah, have but, one going right, on. Right, but that's, you know, we're not, uh, we're not. We're not overstepping our bounds with that one. No, we no, only we're just pass passing off per- important information. Pertinent exactly. information about this show. Absolutely. That's all that needs to be done on a group. I mean, if we've got things to say about uh, each other behind our back, we text each other individually. By the way, on a side note, I took a photograph of Mr. Nagel a moment ago. You noticed that, right? Yeah. I did. Because he has the same problem I do. His glasses are incredibly off kilter well they're I mean, broken these right. are broken glass i know that's why I, 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 I keep these in the studio because my other ones are at home and which, i don't have them which yeah. is exactly what i do too i got yeah. the same problem i keep the broken ones at home and i i duct tape them together we're finally breaking down barriers with things in common between there you, you go yeah. there you go so i got identify with steve i'm going to post a picture of his yeah. off kilter glasses on the Facebook Finally, page. some common ground between you two bitches. How about, it's about, how about time. That, you know? uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, we both have broken glasses. And why fix them at this point? It was my point. Yeah. Like, well, who, I don't, who I don't, cares? I don't know if you can fix them. Although, we- if you're going to go in front of pu- the public with them like that, it's stupid. Because I watch Pardon the Interruption with Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon. Kornheiser always has glasses that are off kilter we uh we break glasses together and we burn bridges together we're i think i think we're on the right Speak track for James. yourself oh, yeah. destruction is what <laughs> destruction is the thing that binds you together listen uh i've been accused of being an arsonist before and i wouldn't be ashamed to do it again why not it's 719 we're back steve and dave and rock 102 Rolling Stones and Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. Mick Jagger's still out with the COVID, by the way, and one of the late-night comedians chiming in on that coming up in about half an hour, and now hear this. Uh, the uh, the daily podcast for the Back Steve and Dave show goes up every single weekday uh, right after the show. So if you miss a show, you don't have to wait until the following morning to kind of catch yourself up. You can listen to uh, the, the, uh, the show any time of day. Through uh, any device, whether it be your phone, your smart speaker, your laptop, your tablet, what have you, mm-hmm. uh, you can uh, never miss another show again. Backseat's musical podcast this week, uh, my guest Colin Newman from the band Wire, really interesting guy, really interesting uh, interview. You'll be able to check that out on rock102.com. All right. Uh, weather today, highs in the low 80s with lots of sunshine. It is a Thunderbird Thursday tomorrow. And we hope to talk to Tommy Cross, the defenseman from the team. But we also have Thunderbird tickets for tonight's game today to give away. I hope, uh, you know, Tommy's going to be in a good mood tomorrow. Right. I, I would hate to have to talk to him when he's uh, when his season just ended and he's all down. I mean, hopefully, you know, t- tonight will be good news. So we will give away tickets and we may have an idea of what we're going to do. Yes, we think it's going to work. Uh, we're not ready to disclose that idea yet, but we'll unveil it, I guess, in the 8 o'clock hour. How about that? Sounds good. Mm-hmm. We have news coming up next on Rock 102. 7.30. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Mention Rock 102 and save $2,500 off the cost of labor during Yankee Home's Thank You America sale going on now through July 4th. Call Yankee Home and mention Rock 102 all month long. 
It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker and Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno teaming up a couple of times yesterday here in Western Mass. First time, Tony Ravoso was telling us about it yesterday. The new palliative care facility announced yesterday officially a press conference. The new facility planned for the fifth floor of the Mercy Medical Center in honor of the late restaurateur Andy Yee. Sarah Yee was on hand, of course, flanked by Mayor Sarno and Governor Charlie Baker and Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito, along with hospital officials. Private donations to defray the cost of the project will be accepted at give.mercycares.com. I think this is a really cool thing. Yeah. Just like we were saying to Tony yesterday. I mean, you know, you know, for those of us who knew Andy, you know how proud he would be to know that, uh, that his memory is going to be used in this way. And a, a great guy. But more importantly, it's a, it, it is a, a need that that families uh really i mean really should will, will be able to embrace for years to come yeah the i think the bad part about all of this is that it took somebody such as a, a guy like andy Yee to pass away in order for a hospital to go hey, yeah, you know what? Maybe this would be a good idea to uh, give comfort to people who are at the at the, at the the end of life. Mm-hmm. Because this fifth floor of Mercy Hospital, that's where my wife was in her final days right. there. And it wasn't a very uh, comfortable setting. And that's exactly what they're trying to deliver with this care center. It, <laughs> you're going through all that stress. You don't want a cold room. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... There's something about all of the other things that these hospitals put pump money into, but then you know mm-hmm. when you get to the end of life, it's like, eh, eh, see you later. Just just so yeah. everyone understands, you're, I mean, you're not bad mouth and mercy at all. I neither one of us would do that. It's a great. I'm, not, I'm talking about and hospitals the end of life in care. general. Absolutely, yeah, that's what I was going to get at. And uh, you know, when it came, like in the case of my mother, when that came to it, that was built into the facility that we had her in. That they had that kind of care there right. and that kind of comfort. But not every hospital has the means or the resources to put something like that together. It requires sometimes an independent effort to get a, uh, something like that going, especially at at you know at Mercy. I mean, because yeah. it, it's a, I mean, it's a different kind of hospital. And I will say that it's not just for the patients, but it's for the families because yeah. they'll have they'll have without a doubt they'll and have suites available for the families to yeah. be comfortable in as they yeah. support their dying and, family member. Uh, you know, I, I don't I wouldn't wish this on anybody, mm-hmm. but if you ever have to go through it, at least there's somebody spearheading something that yeah. is going to make a difference in, for people. Well, this is cool because in many situations they'll have a cancer ward at a hospital and then they'll house the family say at a special facility down the road or across the street. Now, well, these Spring- will be in the same place. Well, in Springfield is the Ronald McDonald House. Yeah. So we do we do have that, you know, for people who are, you know, here from out of town getting sure. care or even people that you just need to be, you know, closer to the hospital mm-hmm. in order to uh, to be with their with their family member, regardless of you know what you know whether they're uh, you know at what stage they're in uh, medically. But you know this effort by uh, by the the Yee family and Tony Ravosa and and many others because there's a lot of people, a lot of moving parts in this whole thing. Uh, I have to applaud them. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. as a guy who you know, was was very friendly with Andy, I think this is a, a great use of uh, of his uh, of his memory absolutely now, the second reason why the governor and the springfield mayor teamed up was charlie baker wanted to throw a forward pass yesterday 
We're not talking about football. I'm talking about his new legislation, the FORWARD legislation. FORWARD stands for Future Opportunities for Resiliency Workforce and Revitalized Downtowns. So the governor was here in Western Mass along with Dom Sarno to push that legislation forward and say how important it is for them to take advantage of it right now or else they'll lose the money. You give us give this money to us now. I'm demanding your money, Charlie Baker. Just remember, I don't shower. I only take blood baths. <laughs> it's a good thing that Mayor Sarno spoke out on this on our show because it didn't sound like he got the microphone yesterday. It sounded like Mr. Baker kind of chewed up all the uh, messaging there. By wow. the way, we'll have the governor in now hear this in about 15 minutes. I, I'm, I'm sure that in a situation like this, you know, Dom Sarno being a, uh, a gracious host, mm-hmm. Stepped aside and let Charlie have the spotlight. Sure. I don't believe for a moment that uh, that Mayor Dom Dom tried to intimidate the governor. First of all, the governor's got a foot and a half uh, height <laughs> advantage. Yeah, but, then, the, uh, but the mayor's tough, though. Come on, he was a catcher at AIC. That may be that may be true, but even uh, even you know arm distance. If if the governor were to punch back, I'm just saying, yeah, as as uh, badass as Dom Sarno allegedly is. I'm not sure he could stand a, a, a steel cage death match with Charlie Baker. I'm picking. Uh, you I'm picking the. Uh, yeah, I'm picking the little guy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Have you ever seen that pinky of his that's all misshapen from yeah. getting broken? Sure, but yeah. what you, what's he going to do? Punch Charlie Baker in the kneecaps? <laughs> well, okay. Listen, you, Mister Baker. You can bake all day long you want, but I can cook minute rice in thirty seconds. <laughs> See, the, the, I the once go- played tennis with a wall, <laughs> and I defeated it. The governor's not going to be able to put up with that. I'm it's, sure it's, the governor's had enough face time with the mayor to know exactly what he's getting into. It's another area where Steve and I agree. Look at that. I I know we have so much things in common. Yes, Dave. right. <laughs> Well, uh, well, I didn't know if you were done with Don no, Sarno no, no, no. Keep, go, keep Go going. on. Keep going. All right. Let's move on to the trash problem in East Longmeadow because apparently the town is changing trash companies. And so the trash has been sitting out for like a week. Residents are getting a little bit itchy on this because, you know, animals are coming around. And according to the report in Western Mass News, they're not sure. They haven't heard back from the town manager of East Longmeadow or the town's health director on this. Don't you think that if you knew that one agreement was ending and you were about to start a new one, that you would try to sync it up so there would be no gap in service? Yes. Don't you think that yes. would be like a reasonable expectation from a taxpaying citizen? Hello. Yes, I agree. I mean, I know like uh, you walk around town in East Long Meadow and you, you, know, you take in all the, uh, all the, 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 the fresh air and the beautiful views and mm-hmm. you perambulate around the town to Ooh. take advantage of all of its many functions, goods, and services. And then all of a sudden you're uh, you're trying to avoid being uh, eaten to death by rabid animals who are poaching through trash cans looking for something to eat. Trash pandas. Yeah, Yes, that's right. Trash pandas, even though pandas are not indigenous to East Lombardo. No, that's what you call a raccoon, a trash panda. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. From East Longmeadow to Chicopee, Bernie's Dining Depot, the city landmark, closing after 42 years due to <sighs> COVID-19, supply chain issues, and huge costs. They have a sign on the front door right now. Sad, sad development. It's, it's, 
that is a that is a local treasure and has been since what 1980. Yeah, when it opened. No when more it, bread and butter. No more bread and butter. No more conductors to- cut. No more toast and jam. No, nope. I see what you're doing. I found my baby eating with another man. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Who is that? Am I allowed to say that line, or is only you guys allowed uh, to say that? Yeah. Wait, wait, listen, we're, <laughs> it's everybody. It? Was it the the new beats? I believe. Really, was the name of the wow. band. Wow. Yeah, that's some deep musical the, knowledge right the there. New beats. Bernie's, by the way, known for its huge portion of prime rib and its distinctive railroad car dining room, but out of business now. And this is an interesting story out of Westfield. A Southwick man has been convicted of raiding a marijuana patch near his home and of assaulting the owner of the property. Michael Markvart, who's 51, is required to pay $3,000 in restitution after being sentenced for stealing the marijuana and also roughing up the owner of the marijuana patch. Come on. Really? Yes. This guy, Aardvark, was uh, swinging at the farmer? Mark Vart, to be exact. There was, by the way, evidence because he left a trail of marijuana plant residue leading from the victim's property back to his own property. So this, uh, this, easy to bust. This uh, Knockfart guy, whatever the hell he is, <laughs> is uh, you know not exactly the crime of the century, is he? Well, not only that. He was using some gardening shears to, like, dig up and snap off some of the marijuana plants, and he also used them to rough up the owner of the marijuana plants, who had a cut on his wrist inflicted by Mr. Argvart during the struggle. Damn. Those pruning shears, by the way, he had them with him when he was confronted with all the evidence of the marijuana stuff trailing behind him. How in this day and age, in this state, that... uh, you wouldn't know somebody who could just give you weed. You don't really have to buy weed. Like, if you're really that uh, hard up for weed, mm-hmm. there's plenty of people out there that are growing it that would gift it to you with no problem. I, suppose. I know, but, you know, some people are very hesitant about the street weed because it's sometimes mixed with other things. Mm-hmm. You know, you're buying it off the street off of, you know, some guy on a bicycle, uh, you know, and he's got uh, something in a backpack. You don't know what been. Uh, you don't know where that's coming from or what it's been mixed with. Yo, yo, yo! You want a hot wax? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what mm. I'm saying. But uh, you know, I mean, you know, poaching someone's grow operation that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Right. Speaking of weed, Leonard Skinner coming to the Big E. They're bringing their quote "Big Wheels Keep on Turning" tour, and they'll be closing out the Big E this year on Sunday, October the second. Those big wheels are also used on the motorized wheelchair to take them on the beach when they go to Cape Cod. <laughs> well, there's there's only one original member, Steve, Gary Rossington, but he'll be joined by Johnny Van Zant, Ricky Medlock, and others. Mm. Tickets and VIP packages go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. exclusively at thebige.com. Even still, the big uh, it's a big name coming to the Big E. Yep. I mean, granted, it's all. You know, first cousins of the original members. Right. But nevertheless, Skinner is a big show. Yeah. Care what anybody says. Care what any of you cynical bastards might think. And speaking of concerts. But you also, but you know who else is coming? You got the Dropkick Murphys. Uh-huh. You got Nelly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. He's uh, he's new on the on the scene. Mm. You got, uh, who else we got here? Skinner. I'll tell you what, ain't so bad. Right. And also, you got the Boston Symphony Orchestra coming to Tanglewood, and 
No more COVID-19 requirements at Tanglewood for this season. No proof of vaccination or negative COVID-19 test required. And masking at Tanglewood will be optional all season. That's good news. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you were if you're under the pavilion, I could see, uh, you know, maybe there being some some mask restrictions. But if you're out on the lawn at Tanglewood, I don't see any reason why you would need to protect yourself. You're on the lawn. You you you're not really crowding in that much. Yeah, you're you're very spread apart. Yes, you lay you lay your blanket down. You picnic. Everyone's away from you. And by the way, the the Black Crows also playing Tanglewood on June 29th. We've been talking about that as well. Yeah, they're uh, they're not only uh, going to be there, but they're uh, they'll be performing uh, "Shake Your Money Maker" in its entirety. Their first album. Their first album, loaded, loaded, loaded. with hits, loaded, loaded with hits. Seven forty three with back Steve and Dave coming up and now hear this: Seth Meyers, Charlie Baker, and Vernie Dickens Jr. Stay tuned. It's straight ahead on Rock 102. It's my turn to back up. It's Rock 102. And rock and roll with Zeppelin on Rock 102's Springfield's Classic Rock. I would tell you, I've been watching that uh, the Kids in the Hall show. Yes. And uh, Dave Foley is like in this bunker. Uh, playing one song, it's Melanie's uh, <laughs> brand, brand new key, key. and he's uh, Moon Dog in the morning. <laughs> I got the rock of pneumonia and the boogie woogie blues, and the only cure is Melanie, brand new key. <laughs> By the way, that was Johnny Rivers too that you quoted. Uh, yeah, I was rock talking pneumonia. Right, I was talking about uh, the Kids in the Hall show. Ah, yeah. Also coming to the Big E. Are they? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Like, what? Really? That seems kind of a weird place to be doing uh, sketch comedy. Hey, here's uh, something you probably didn't know. Today I learned. You realize it was six years ago that the uh, the Springfield AHL hockey team announced that they were going to be naming themselves the Thunderbirds. That six, was six years. Six years ago. Showed up in my Facebook memories wow. today. Wow. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Cohen. Uh, posted it and, and my comment was and we'll have because Thunderbirds I'm thinking and we'll have fun 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 till low attendance and high travel expenses force the Florida Panthers to take our T-Birds away that didn't age very well right that's no. back when uh, when uh, cynicism was uh, was my true yeah medium. you were all about uh, poo-pooing on that yeah. team and now, now look you, at us you joined the bandwagon uh, speaking of which we've got a phone call to take here Rock 102 hey any chance you guys going to be giving away Thunderbird tickets today uh, yes, is a very good chance we're giving away Thunderbird tickets today. 100%. Any, any way you're giving away some, like, right now, the second? Uh, you mean, am I willing to give them right to you directly because you asked? That sounds like a great idea. Yes, uh, but that would not be fair to the hundreds of thousands of others that would want them equally as much as you. Oh, but I, I made a hundreds of thousands of phone calls to get them the last couple of days. <laughs> I know, but I, you know, timing <laughs> is everything. But yeah, I have to be fair because uh, I got hundreds of thousands of rules I got to follow every time I give something away. Listen, I've been to Thunderbird games every year, and every year they find a way to lose. The first time this year I went and they blew out the team, I think I'm good luck for this team. Get how, in do line. You, how do you figure? Seems to me you're kind of that might have been an aberration. But this is this is it. I'm the guy. I know it. 
You're well, a very cocky young man. You made, you pled a good case, but not good enough Thank to get you. free tickets. Uh, all right, I'll be the tenth caller when you let me know. We're not doing it that yeah, way. Yeah, we're doing a whole different thing. But you, uh, oh, you, are you doing it where a guy just calls in and begs and then you give him the tickets? No, no, no. A little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more complicated than that. Nice shot once again, though. Uh Good luck. I'll be at work in like 20 minutes, and then oh, I won't be able to call. nuts. Oh, well, I guess you might have to go and buy them. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Good luck. Thanks. You're welcome. There you go. We'll be doing it. Yeah. We'll give away those uh, Thunderbird hockey tickets, a four-pack, a little bit later on uh, this morning, probably next hour. So make sure you are listening for that. 7.52. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm sorry to hear that. Redneck noise, dude. Hear ye. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Cut number one, Governor Charlie Baker alongside Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno talking about the new forward legislation to revitalize downtowns and how the money should be spent right away. These are in many respects about as close as you're going to get to shovel-ready projects. And I really worry that if we don't do this now, if we kick the can on this until 2024, which is probably the next time we'll get around to doing an economic development bill, there will be a huge missed opportunity. No kicking of the can, according to Charlie Baker. Tom Sarno knows how to kick a can. No, no, no. No, no, no. The can just moves by itself, knowing that it doesn't want the wrath of Maya Dom Dom <laughs> ah. kicking it. <laughs> he sees me coming, bam, that can of corn, got out the window. Clip number two from late night comedian, and I use the term loosely, Seth Myers, talking about Mick Jagger's COVID-19. Mick Jagger announced yesterday he tested positive for the coronavirus, and Keith Richards announced that's the only thing he's tested negative for. Not bad. Not bad out of Seth Myers. We'll give him credit for that. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, uh, I guess you would have. That's kind of like a tree falling in the woods. <laughs> if no one's watching it, does it re- did it really actually happen? Good point. And clip number three, a Missouri man named Vernie Dickens Jr. has been charged with first-degree assault after shooting a barber who was cutting his hair. So much for getting the quartet back together. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Vernie thought it wasn't a very good job. Here's the barber, Drake Murph, who was victimized by the shooting, and a witness, Juan Perez, talking about the whole thing. First, the barber himself. I got back to cut, and then before I could even finish, he pulls out a gun. It was like, I told you to do your job. Puts it to my face. I immediately turn to the right and run out the front door. Guy comes out here shooting. He stood right here at the door while there was toddlers sitting here trying to get haircuts. He shot him in the back. It was excruciating pain, but I had to keep running because the dude was chasing me. He was steady. Unloading clips. I look back. He's running behind me. He looked like the Terminator or something. <laughs> this was been one hell of a bad cut, I guess, or at least just an overreaction by the guy in the barber seat. Do you ever have a real bad cut? Yes, Steve. Yeah. You ever have one? Yes. I, mean, I know you don't have a lot of hair to cut, but I'm just saying. It's been years since. Yeah, I, had a bad I used to have. A, I used to go to this this barber. I don't want to say his name because uh, God rest his What's soul. What's it rhyme with? I don't want to say. He was tr- he was great when he was younger, but then as he got older. And, uh, you know, not as healthy. Uh, the cuts started to get worse and worse mm. until, like, the final cut 
where it was just it was such a bad yeah. cut that I had to go somewhere else to fix it. Usually, the first cut is the deepest. True, and uh, and I have uh, I have I can make no argument against you or Rod Stewart for that one, <laughs> but uh, that's when I had to go find somebody else. I prefer the Cheryl Crow version, but I never felt like I needed to take drastic physical action against a barber ever. Yeah, that would as bad as the cut may be. But you probably don't go to the barber with a gun loaded in your pants either, which obviously this was a case of that. I try not to go loaded at all. Yeah. Although maybe you wouldn't notice the bad cut as much if you were loaded. Maybe. While you had your hair cut. Did you ever commit barbicide before? No. I have. <laughs> Isn't that the stuff they store the combs in? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> or just killing somebody named Barbara. I drink that. Maya Dom Dom drinks that stuff for breakfast. <laughs> well, his dad was a barber. Yeah, yeah well, there you go. 7.56 with back Steve and Dave, the 102-second sports next. My, my papa used to give me that. It was like, yeah, you want Kool-Aid? We can't afford Kool-Aid. Here's some barbicide. <laughs> Grow up, kid. Stick with us on Rock 102. The following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. It is 8.01 on Rock 102. We'll have highs in the low 80s today. Lots of sunshine in the forecast. Get out and enjoy. In fact, it's looking pretty good for the rest of the week as well. The weather brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Hockey, Thunderbirds, and Rocket. Game 7 tonight at the Mass Mutual Center. We have tickets for that game coming up in just a bit. We're going to give them away in special fashion. Stay tuned, you Thunderbirds fans. And Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight with Tampa Bay visiting Colorado to take on the Lanch. Also, it didn't take long to hire Bruce Cassidy, recently fired as head coach of the Bruins. He's been hired by the Las Vegas Golden Knights as their new head coach. NBA Finals. Game six, back to the Garden tomorrow night. Uh, Berkshire Heating and Air Conditioning has that one for you on our sister station, Laser 98.5. And by the way, the Celtics' backs to the wall have to win in order to force a game seven back in San Francisco. Baseball, the Red Sox over Oakland 6-1. to one. The Yankees beat Tampa Bay 2-zip and the Mets over Milwaukee 4-0. Also, Cardinals right-hander Miles Michaelis one strike short of a no-hitter yesterday. Cardinals beat Pittsburgh 3-1, to but Michaelis allowed a double to Cal Mitchell with two outs in the ninth. That hurts. The Valley Blue Sox lost to Bristol 5-2. to They're on the road until a Friday night game back at the MAC against Keene. And in football, Cleveland trying to trade quarterback Baker Mayfield to Carolina in exchange to make room for the guy that they acquired in the offseason, Deshaun Watson. He looked like the Terminator or something. It's debatable. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, a... And now, Max's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, back in my youth, many, many years ago, my baseball career came to an abrupt end when I accidentally caught a baseball with my face. Oh, sure. I could go into all the disgusting details about how my Little League career was destroyed the very moment that a careening baseball made a high-speed, squishy impact with the media's part of my unsuspecting chow hole, but I will spare you the details of that blood-soaked emergency room visit, including the rest the resetting of my mangled, broken nose, which 
took the brunt of the violent impact. At least I was able to survive and regain my chiseled good looks. But not every baseball-related injury is the same. Sometimes getting plunked in the face doesn't go so great. Sometimes a guy will get messed up and leave everybody wondering, how the hell did something like that happen? Folks, let me refer you to the ninth inning of last night's game between the Dodgers and Angels when Angel slugger Mike Trout hit a broken bat single off a former Red Sox reliever Craig Kimbrell. Now, the thing about a broken bat single is that both the baseball and the splintered shards of broken bat have to land somewhere. In this case, the sharp chunks of wood were sent sailing about the infield, including some pieces which were sent behind Mike Trout as the bat exploded in his claw-like meat hooks. The result of which sent one piece of wood into the face mask of plate empire Nate Tomlinson. Now, a face mask is meant to protect you when a baseball's coming at your face. It's not so effective when a splintered projectile is coming at your coconut instead. Tomlinson, as you can imagine, went down like a bag of wet slop and had to be removed from the game because even in the ninth inning, the rule book is very specific about bleeding profusely on the field of play, even for an umpire calling balls and strikes. Now, the good news is that Nate Tomlinson is going to be okay. But more importantly, despite losing to the Dodgers, Mike Trout was able to improve his batting average to a solid 294. And really, isn't that what really matters? I certainly think so. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, you can talk to your butcher about grilling a steak. But if you want to talk grills, you need to talk to Jack at East Long Meadow Rockies. Weber Grills, Big Green Eggs, the Traeger Wood Fire Grill, Jack and Grills. Good people, rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Queen with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's uh, going to be a nice day today, sunny and a high of, uh, I don't know, it's flat, but whatever. Low 80s, low 80s. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 77. It's 58 in Springfield right now. Uh, good, good hockey weather, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's damn good hockey yeah. weather. You know, if uh, if you just uh, heard the phone call we, uh, we aired a few minutes ago, uh, the Springfield hockey uh, Thunderbird tickets are a hot item. Everybody wants to go. It's game seven tonight. Against the Laval Rocket, the winner of which will go to the Calder Cup Finals, uh, which begins in just a matter of days. But, but we do have a four-pack of tickets to give away. Mm -hmm. Now, we could do it the cheap, easy, uninteresting way where it would require us to count to the number 10. And I have to tell you, while it's easy for you folks, imagine how hard it is for me to count to the number 10. Well, luckily, simple. we came up with an idea to save you that embarrassment and that difficulty. All right, so tell uh, everybody, Dave, if you will, how we're going to do this. Well, you got your Springfield Thunderbirds, and you also got Thunderbird Boos. Not to be confused with each other. Right. But I was thinking, I wonder if there's ever been an advertisement for Thunderbird Boos. And there has been. And here it is. Thunderbird has an unusual flavor all its own. I suggest that you try Thunderbird. It's really delightful. To use your guys' phrase, who is that? One more. Uh, Jonathan Goldsmith. No. Not even close. The world's most interesting man, isn't it? Is that who that was? Yeah. I had no idea. It's not. One more time on the Thunderbird booze ad. Thunderbird has an unusual flavor all its own. I suggest that you try Thunderbird. It's really delightful. Who is that famous spokesman? That's Billy D. Williams. No, no, that he would. Uh, that was for uh, Schlitz Malt Liquor. I thought it was Colt Forty Five. Colt Forty Five. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It works every time. Yep. Uh, what kind of? Uh, this is my favorite joke. You ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Why don't women drink beer on the beach? Why? Because they keep getting sand in their schlitz. Hey! Yeah! Hey! I love that's it. gold, man. That's, that's gold. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm sure the Thunderbirds are really happy that we're you know, <laughs> comparing you know, their great hockey we uh, are not. product on the ice with a, with a rot-gut Kentucky whiskey. But what the hell? Hey, Why not do it? It's not a rot-gut booze according to that spokesman you just heard from there. No, it is not. He believed in the product or he was paid an unbelievably large amount of money. Which made him a believer way back when. <laughs> Alright, the phones are blowing up. Let's see if we can figure out who that actor is for Thunderbird Hockey Tickets. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? This is Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Do you know who the actor is in the Thunderbird commercial? I'm going to say James Mason. James yeah. Mason! Yes! How about that? Holy sweet, fancy, tap dancing Jesus. Look you at, won. Look at you, you son of a gun. You're going to the Thunderbirds. All right. Love it. Yeah, not not bad. You knew who James Mason was, right? Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. How, how, how old are you, may I ask? I'm 38. And you know James Mason. That is fantastic. Oh, I'm a huge James Mason guy. Huge James Mason. James guy. Mason. Did you look it up? I uh, I also do have a smartphone, so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. well, congratulations. You've won yourself a four pack of tickets to tonight's game at the Mass Mutual Center between the Thunderbirds and the Laval Rocket. The only rub is you have uh, to be able to pick those tickets up before end of business today. No problem. And and I, I'm going to leave you $2.43 up at the desk so you can get yourself a nice, fabulous Thunderbird <laughs> right down the street at Lighthouse Liquors hey, here in East Longmeadow. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> nice. I love it. Thank you. Thank right, you. I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to get all your information. Congratulations. All right. Thank you. All right. Very good. Uh, by the way, James Mason, favorite movie in um, Heaven Can Wait with Warren Beatty. Oh, he was good in that. Wasn't he, he under uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Was Captain Nemo? He was. I knew that. Very good. I knew that. Yes. Yeah, not too bad. Look at you, uh, two. Uh, <laughs> button your old heads together. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. We have an iPhone him. just like the guy that won. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have to look that up. Yeah. I knew that one. All right, we'll, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. It's uh, 817. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 823, and Bon Jovi. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Again, uh, congratulations to uh, Ryan of Chickabee. Going to go see the, uh, the Thunderbirds tonight, take on the Laval Rocket in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Congratulations to Ryan. Well, and we hope to have tickets for the finals as well. So well, we hope if, for a Springfield victory tonight, right? And if, then, and if, then they get, if they get there, right? I'm almost 100% certain we will have tickets to give away Fantastic. to the Calder Cup Finals. Giddy up. There you go. Hey, there's a TikTok user that's gone viral for posting a video about her traumatic vacation. She took a vacation with her boyfriend, except it was her ex-boyfriend, because they broke up in between the time when they planned the vacation and when they took the vacation. And so they went anyway, because the trip was non-refundable. So the video shows her sitting on a beach chair with a champagne glass, and then she pans the phone over to show her unsmiling and very unhappy boyfriend, who is now her ex-boyfriend. So how do you deal with a situation like this? A trip is non-refundable. You plan the trip with your significant other, and then you guys break up. You just don't go. 
That's what, what I would do. Who cares? Well, you, you spent a lot of money on this thing. You, you know just... what? I could spend a lot of money on a lot of different things, but my peace of mind is more important and more valuable than, than the money then, on a trip. Then you pay a little more money and you buy out your ex and you take somebody else. Well, you could do that, uh, I suppose, but I'm kind of feeling like uh, Steve. I, I wouldn't go because, I mean, I'm only going to go and be miserable. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, what yeah, what's the good, point what of taking, that? What's the point of taking a vacation if you're going to be miserable the entire time? Well, but who says that's going to happen? I mean, there's such a thing as makeup sex. Maybe you get back together yeah, but, again. But you don't want to get back together. Well, I know that's that. the problem. Right. Maybe there's very good reasons you don't want to be with this person anymore. Right? Yeah, it's like you know, maybe just mm-hmm. maybe they're in a, like a, a tremendous jerk, and the last thing you want to do is spend one single moment with them again. Mm. The worst thing you can do is go on a trip with them right. because you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. You're going to have great makeup sex and no, you're going to get back together again. You're living in a fantasy <laughs> yeah. world, David Coombs. Listen to me, uh, uh, you know, Leighton, Leighton Davis Coombs. Listen to me right now. Yes. What's going to happen yes, is, Dad. is the woman mm-hmm. is going to wind up hitting on every single, uh, single yeah, yeah, man yeah, yeah, yeah. on that yep. resort. Well, every single one of them. Or it could be the other way around. Yeah. Could be the dude going, uh, trying to pick up chicks. Or you could both do that. So you could have that agreement. So listen, we know we spent a lot of money on this trip. We don't want to lose it. Let's both go and let's go our separate ways during the vacation. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, and then, and one of them winds up being successful. And right. the other one sits there stewing all night yeah. because they keep striking out at the, at the bar during cocktail hour. Well, no, thank you well, that's, very much. That's on him or on her then. Yeah. No. Too I, much mental anguish. Yeah. I, 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 I uh, no, thank you. Listen, you go on a re- on a vacation to relax, mm-hmm. to have fun, right. to enjoy yourself. You don't go there to put yourself in a situation that you are going to be miserable. A lose-lose. That's it. It's a total lose-lose. You know what? It's almost worth the expense of just walking away from, from the, uh, the, the cash you spent and right. just saying, you know what? I'll find something else to do. It would be a lose-lose because probably if it's you and me and you, Steve, we would be the loser and the ex would be successful in finding all sorts of guys. And do you want to put yourself in that kind of position just I, just because you're too cheap to walk away from a costly, expensive uh, vacation? I don't, but this is a movie treatment waiting to happen. Have they ever done this movie before? I'm thinking, right? There's comedy there. I think this has been made. Yeah, is it? Is, it probably is, has. Been. It's like a sitcom idea. It's been probably recycled over and over again by oh. a bunch of different people. Oh, and Hollywood's never been successful recycling anything before. I think there's some. I think there's some. Some value. Well, here. why don't you get? Why don't you get into the uh, the treatment? Write yourself up a little uh, a little uh, script. I'll go a little screenplay. Do that. Who do I send it to? Then that's the problem. I don't know. <laughs> Again, you're, you're living in a fantasy world. Yeah. Who knows? It's going to be called Weekend at Sloppy Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> It's 828. Sponsored by Bernie's Dining Depot. There right. you go. News is next to Rock 102. 831. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. And here's Dave Coons. Before you get into it, there was a movie made on that same exact uh, premise. Oh, really? Forgetting Sarah Marshall, oh, 2008, yes. with uh, Kristen Bell and Mila Kunis. And uh, was that uh, Siegel, uh, what's his name, Siegel? Jason, J- Jason Siegel. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Russell Brand was in it. Right. But uh, yeah, it's it's the same premise. It's a couple, they break up, they go on a, Damn on, it. On a vacation, and it turns out bad. Mm. Well, I mean, 
believe Jason Siegel did hook up with Mila Kunis, and there are worse things in the world to do. But how often does something like that happen? All right. Well, I'll have to think of another idea to make yeah, a million dollars. Hey, about this time yesterday, Tony Rivoso was telling us about the new palliative care facility. Well, they made the big announcement yesterday. Fifth floor of Mercy Medical Center is where it's going to occur in honor of the late Andy Yee. Sarah Yee on hand at the press conference, flanked by Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno and Governor Charlie Baker, among others. And by the way, private donations to defray the cost of the project will be accepted at give.mercycares.com. You know, I mean, we mentioned this the you know last hour, and uh, you know, Andy was a friend of ours and a, and a wonderful guy. And this this is a a great purpose, you know, repurposing of that fifth floor area and the uh, the the rooftop garden. I think it's a wonderful idea. But I got to tell you, on a, on a on a personal level, you know, I told you that my uh, my wife had been experiencing these uh, these headaches mm-hmm. uh, for a while, and uh, you know, we went to the emergency room at uh, a couple of places, but. It was only at Mercy where we felt like we were getting excellent care from people. Like, right. it, you, know, you know, we were really impressed with how uh, we were treated there and how my wife was 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 handled. It was really magnificent. And, you know, you don't always get a chance to say that about an emergency room experience, but it, it, it truly was. So I'm, I'm really happy that it's it's happening at Mercy. Andy Yee's, uh, you know, memory will be kept alive forever as a result of this. It's a good purposing of that space. So, you know, all in all, you know, big applause to Mercy Medical Center. That was one of the appearances for our governor here in Western Mass yesterday. Another was teaming up with Dom Sarno and several state officials to push the FORWARD legislation. FORWARD is an acronym. It stands for Future Opportunities for Resiliency Workforce and Revitalized Downtowns. And Governor Baker was saying at the press conference that was captured by Western Mass News that you need to spend the money right away. That if we don't do this now, if we kick the can on this until 2024, which is probably the next time we'll get around to doing an economic development bill, there will be a huge missed opportunity. Some of that money would go to solve inflation and supply chain issues and help provide much needed relief to residents and businesses. And while they're at it, they could maybe spend a few uh, hundred thousand million dollars on a new courthouse. Okay, good idea. The supply chain issues that I just mentioned, part of what victimized Bernie's Dining Depot in Chicopee, the city landmark known for its huge portions of prime rib and distinctive railroad car dining room, closing its doors, victimized by those supply chain issues, huge costs, and COVID-19 after 42 years of success. There's a sign on the window mm. right now. You know, this is, a, this is a sad loss for this area. I don't know of any place in, in Western Mass that offers a conductor's cut style piece of meat. Now, you may say, well, that's an excessive piece of meat. Yes, I know. And that's what made it so fantastic. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Where would you go for prime rib now? And where would you go for prime rib that good? I ask you. A lot of places will claim it, but very few can actually deliver. Also, I really can't think of any place that has a delicious prime rib just like that. Well, does that create an opening then for some, a new business? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I would drink that au jus like a, like a beverage. We do shots of that stuff. Hmm. Also in Chicopee overnight, police and fire crews responding to a rollover accident. Happened 391 North, exit 3 off-ramp, temporarily closed overnight as a result of the incident. It has reopened, 
And Western Mass News reporting on it that uh, their crew arrived at about 4 a.m. this morning. The car was on its roof. No word on any injuries as of yet. Meantime. Well, we're we're waiting. waiting. (laughs) You'll get nothing and like it. I'm done doing your news for you. East Long Meadows got a trash problem. Some of the neighbors telling Western Mass News that their trash has been piling up at the end of their driveway for about a week or so. Western Mass News did a little research and they found out the town is changing trash companies, but it hasn't kicked in yet. So there's trash at the end of driveways all over East Long Meadow or collecting in garages or houses. That's bananas. No, really, there's rotting bananas on mm-hmm. top of that trash over there. Their whole uh, their whole outlook on trash, I just don't uh, just don't understand. You know, they went from that big ninety gallon bucket to a three gallon bucket. It's like, yeah, how are you supposed to throw your refuse away? Mm. So now I just uh, I, if I were living in town, I'd just roll down the window and toss it out my car. I remember uh, giving the Scroogey to a house uh, to the city of Springfield and East Longmeadow uh, when I live I lived here in town. I lived in it. Remember, I told you I lived in a house that was on the like directly down the middle of the house. Yes, you go one side, you're in Springfield, and the other side of the house, you're in East Longmeadow. Yes, mm-hmm. and we had two trash cans. We had uh, one for Springfield and one for East Longmeadow, and then uh, it was right around the time when uh, when Springfield implemented that ninety dollar trash fee. Oh, that yeah. they wanted, and then they uh, kept sending threatening letters like, "We're coming to pick up your trash can." And there's nothing you can do about it unless you pay us 90 bucks. And the uh, landlord, the owner of the house, he wasn't going to pay that. Uh, so they came and they uh, confiscated the can. And they did it in like this, you know, uh, thug-like fashion. Like, we're taking your can, man. Like they were indignant about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right. So you're not going to be able to put it in the can anymore. So they take the can and we're like, ha-ha, East Longmeadow's still coming to pick up the other one. <laughs> so... Uh, you can really uh, you can do that if you have that uh, that so, town line home. What you're telling us, yeah. is in spite of Springfield's threats, yeah, you were still taking it in the can. I was still taking it in the can. It was just in a different location. Gotcha. Yeah, mm. I like it in the can. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you had to tell us that, <laughs> Steve. I want you to make sure you isolate that <laughs> yeah. because we may need it. In the future. I only said it so you guys could do that. Oh, I'm a, yeah. I'm a team player. Yes, you are. And what I'm talking about is the Coors Light that's apparently tainted with slime. If you got a Coors Light or a Keystone Light and slime is coming out of the can, you're not alone. <laughs> They've been making it that way for generations. Yeah. There's video of it that's gone viral on TikTok, and apparently it's from the same bottling plant in Trenton, Ohio, near Cincinnati. So, allegedly, only stores around that area are affected by the Coors Light or Keystone Light that's emitting sludge or slime when you open the can. Anyone who gets a bad batch can return it for a full refund. How do you determine what is and what is not a bad batch of Keystone Light? (laughs) Well, apparently, if it looks like uh, uh, a solidified mess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like trying to, to have like a taste test between cans of Meisterbrow. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, or, you're, or Milwaukee's best. You're, you're mm-hmm. never going to come yeah. up with a winner. When you pop the top and you can use it as a lickable ice, ice, ice pop, <laughs> that's, that's when you know you got some bad Keystone. <laughs> 
I'm sure Mayor Sarno could survive some Coors Light slime or Keystone uh, Light slime. I'm sure he could. Hey, here's some science for you. Apparently, we're going to have robots injected into our bodies. A team of scientists from Stanford have created a tiny, shape-shifting, transformer-style robot inspired by Japanese origami. So it's a fingertip-sized robot that they shoot into your body, and it's controlled by magnets, and it carries payloads of medicine directly to tumors, blood clots, or infections. This, quote, Millie robot is set to revolutionize medicine, replacing pills or intravenous injections that can cause life-threatening side effects. This Transformer-style medical robot can crawl, spin, and swim to enter narrow spaces and dispense drugs or just to look around with a camera and investigate the inner workings of the body. Now, Will I, uh, Dennis Quaid be yes. uh, piloting this uh, particular robot? First thing I thought uh, of, actually. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And then uh, Martin Short uh, is, is his body that they're in. They had yes. a great ride all about that, by the way, at, the, at Epcot Center years ago. Loved it. Where you actually entered yeah. inside of Martin oh, yeah. Short's body. Oh, yeah. It was great. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Just like the movie. Now, um, uh, I assume that these things don't stay in your body, that they are eventually passed through. I, I think, I don't know, but I, I would assume that if they know how to inject this Transformer-style Millie robot into your body, they can extract it as well. I don't know. Well, it's a interesting... Uh, Interesting way to uh, treat medical issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet you one day we'll have uh, robots uh, treating themselves. Well, you know, it's funny you bring that up because <laughs> that has hit the news this week about the new AI robot. Yeah, the guy has, from Google. Yeah, that has, quote, feelings now like a human. So it's only, I mean, it's 2001, a space odyssey is all going to come true. Well, you think about, uh, remember, the, I, I was watching this uh, fascinating documentary of this uh, this family, the Robinsons, that uh, had flown into space. Yeah. And, you know, for, for God knows what reason, uh, there was a doctor who uh, uh, was a stowaway on the uh, on the ship. Is it and, Dr. Smith? Oh, you've seen this? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was very good. And there's a robot, this wise, cracking, joking robot. Mm. Uh, who was always getting into all kinds of mischief. <laughs> and then, anyway, uh, that that robot always seemed to be, at least to me anyway, mm-hmm. to have some level of human emotion. Because how could you train a robot to have such cynicism and sarcasm, especially yeah. against uh, you know, Dr. Uh, Dr. Smith? And this was back in the old days, too. You're talking about the documentary. I think it came out in the 60s. It could have been, yes. Yeah. Yes. You might be right. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Uh, One more piece of science for you here. At the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, they report that staring at yourself during video chats may be bad for your health. And if you do that while consuming alcohol, it intensifies the issue. So if you're doing these Zoom chats and you're looking at yourself instead of the other people you're in the Zoom chat with, bad idea. I always try to look at the other person. Just to make sure they're not, uh, you know, wasting my time on this Zoom chat. Or dressed inappropriately. No, oh, I don't mind that. The study concludes that people who focus more on themselves than on the world around them, particularly during Zoom interactions, may be more susceptible to mood disorders and bad health than other people. All sorts of psychological issues, too. 
Psychological. I, I try not to judge myself based on how I'm looking in a in a Zoom call because mm-hmm. you know that could be bad lighting. It could be the uh, you know the angle of the camera <laughs> on my laptop mm-hmm. or whatever. So I try not to be too uh, you know self critical, mm-hmm. especially when I'm trying to pay attention to whatever the other person is saying on the Zoom. I hate looking at myself in general. It's not a good look. Imagine how we feel. Yeah, I hear you. Well, you know what? We could do the show with our backs to each other and try that. I suggested that. I wanted to be in that room, but uh, everybody <laughs> objected. To, uh, you have to be in this in this particular room to face both of you. Mm. I would rather just sit in that room and not have to look at either one of you. <laughs> Thanks. Look, look how well that turned out. I know. Here I am, still <laughs> facing both of you every day. And I was happy in that little room back there. Just minding my own business. It's 844 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Pioneer Valley. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852. And Tom Petty with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Highs in the low 80s today. Sunshine for the next few days, actually. I don't see much rain in the forecast at all. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have Tommy Cross from the Springfield Thunderbirds uh, win or lose. Probably a pretty good chance we will definitely have him if they win. Maybe a chance he may not answer his phone if they lose. He's such a stand-up guy. I think he's going to join us either way. Yeah, I would like to think so. But uh, either way, uh, you know, tonight is Game 7 of the uh, the Calder Cup Eastern Conference Finals. If they win tonight, they're in the finals against the, uh, the winner of uh, Chicago and Stockton. And I have to tell you, uh, it has been... 30 some odd years since the spring the, since the city of Springfield has had anything close to a Stanley Cup series mm-hmm. in their backyard. Yep. I mean they've 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 won a handful of championships but it's been a long long time coming and it could be coming within the next 2 weeks. So keep your fingers crossed that tonight uh, tonight actually happens. By the way, the opponent has been determined. Chicago? Yes, the wo- right. the Wolves beat the Heat. To advance to the Calder Cup Finals. So Chicago will face, hopefully, our Springfield Thunderbirds. Well, that would be great. Because you could because you could theoretically have an easier time getting to Chicago as a fan yeah. to see a game in Stockton, California. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know why anybody would want to go to Stockton. But Chicago is a city with the big shoulders. The Windy City. Mm-hmm. Be a great place to see a, to see a game on the road. At Toddlin Town. Yes. My kind of town it is. Chicago, Chicago. I will show you around. There you go. See, mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You get it. You no, get, I you, think we're doing two different songs. You, here, you, that's okay. All right. Well, that's fine. So it's a medley. My Kind of Town and Chicago are two different songs, even though they're talking about the same city. All right. I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah. No, no, I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, it's not neither one of my favorite uh, favorite tracks on the album. So uh, what of, uh, of the velvet uh, voice, uh, Frank Sinatra himself? Uh yes I yeah. uh, I, I don't yeah. that's that's not my uh, my go to in the uh, the Sinatra catalog. By the way, the Chicago Wolves are not the minor league affiliate of the Chicago Blackhawks. They are the affiliate of the Carolina Hurricanes. Now I wonder if they have rules. Does this mean the Hurricanes can like stock the Chicago Wolves roster with all sorts of NHL guys for the Calder Cup? That's a good question for Tommy Cross. Yeah, yeah. I suppose theoretically they could do that, but you know they're also. There must be rules against that. There's got to be. There's got to be rules against like that. Like limits. 
Right? You can't. You can't just well, send I don't know everybody. If it limits are like certain deadlines. Like you can't. Yes. You can't send guys down after a certain date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they're either on the roster at the end of the regular season of the NHL, right? Or or they're they're not. Yep. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm sure there's rules, and I'm sure Tommy, one way or another, whether he's in a good mood or a really really bad mood, mm-hmm. uh, will let us know. So well, there you have it. Uh, if they lose, uh, I'm gonna have to like make fun of them. I don't think you really want to kick a man when he's down, especially when that's he, the best time to kick a man. Is yeah, when he's down. Well, especially you know, a hockey player. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you want to be forced into the glass or you know have like a a mouthful of ice skate by we're, the end of the uh, the interview. We're separated by a thirty mile drive and a telephone. I, I don't think I have anything to worry about. <laughs> but he knows what you look like, though. and he and he knows yeah. how to get down here. Yeah, does he really? He's never even been here. I don't know. Has he actually been here? To the station? Yeah. No, but he commutes from Simsbury every day to go to practice. Oh, this or is games. way out of the way of Simsbury. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to Springfield. Yeah. It, it ain't that far away. Especially the GPS these days. It's 856 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102.